OCN Drive with Jeffrey Herbert. Hey Gearheads, welcome to another episode of OCN Drives. I'm Jeff Herbert and I'm here with Graham Briggs and Alex Ball, usual crew. Unfortunately, Josh is not joining us today as he is sick. This podcast is brought to you by OurCommunityNow.com, where you can find more of our thoughts on cars, culture, what's hot in the community. All right. What do you say? Let's get cracking. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Grant. Did you have <coughs> oh, something to crack? Bad. I do have something to crack. It's a little early in the morning. It oh, it's a Red early. Bull. That's fine. <laughs> I was just like, we, we're, we're, not, we're not broadcasting at a normal beverages. time. It is, but yeah. uh, just a little Red Bull for you guys this morning. Yeah. Hey, it's, I support that. Red Bull supports racing. So I support Red Bull. <laughs> Don't try and do that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Graham attempted to sip Red Bull. It was not, in fact, a sipping drink at all. It is a drink you shotgun. You have to pound it. Otherwise, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Mm. No offense, Red Bull. Please sponsor us. I know, right? <laughs> and make and, a tastier drink. Yes. <laughs> and keep sponsoring racing. Yeah. So that I have something to do on the weekend. All action sports. They just sponsor anything that you can die of. Yeah, but I don't watch all action sports. <laughs> it's true. But speaking of racing, let's move on to our first bit of news. Um, it turns out Mazda is now offering a Mazda 3 factory racer, just like the MX-5 Cup car. Um, sources say that it's going to have 350 horse, uh, front wheel drive, a huge rear wing, and it's going to debut at the 2020 IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge in January. Uh, no price yet, although the 2019 Mazda MX-5 Cup car is 68000 which sounds like a lot, but that's awesome that you can buy a, like a race-ready uh, race car from the factory. In fact, I don't, I don't know of any other manufacturer that offers that. Can you guys think of any? Mm, not off the top of my head. Anyway, well, I think that's pretty... Yeah pretty damn cool and if i had the money i would totally buy one and drive it on the street regardless of the laws just kidding we are law abiding um but yeah it's pretty cool you guys see the photo there the yes. photo yeah like what do you guys think of that rear wing i usually love big dumb rear wings and i like it here too Oh, it's good. just a good looking car. <laughs> I think it's just it's it's you have to be so careful with wings. <laughs> and so it, true. Like because like the GTRS from Porsche has just the biggest dumbest wing, and I love it because it's just like it just make <laughs> yeah. it just makes the whole car ridiculous because right. it is a ridiculous. Wing. It is. Let's get into so, but it's What's like your favorite but, wing. My favorite wing yeah. on a car. Oh, definitely the whale tail baby uh, on the Porsche. I know that's what you want me to say, Graham. Uh, it, that is my second. I have a number one that was just recently put at number one. It's a pretty sweet wing. I do love. I love like an Evo wing. Mm, yeah, I, I like ones. the W. I, like I do like the WRX wing a lot. I think. I think it's insane yes. to buy a WRX without that the wing. wing I think yeah. you're a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're trying to just make it a sleeper car, which is the opposite of what the WRX is trying to be right. for Subaru. It's Again, trying to be the stupidest car ever. So. Only serial killers. No. <laughs> the WRX <laughs> is not a serial killer No, car. no. What I'm saying is that they don't oh, right, without yeah. the wing. This yeah. is one of those yeah. cases. People yeah. who buy a WRX without the big dumb, dumb wing, they're serial killers. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because they're trying to lay low. All right. My favorite wing <laughs> is on Fly. the uh, McLaren Senna. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, McLaren yeah. makes a good wing. I do like me because an active both. wing. Yes, it's an yes. active wing, and it's yeah. got, and it's not like propped up. It's the wing actually is like um, hangs off of the two bars that go on top of it, mm-hmm. so it actually creates even more downforce. I do I do love the wings on Bugattis? Yeah, they make a, cool. they make a good wing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anything that just kind of comes out at a certain speed or yeah. adjusts the angle, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Or like on the FXX Ferrari, how yeah. that has the two and the it's it's that uh, it's that blend of aerospace and automotive that I don't, that's been in cars for I don't know. It's almost since their inception. I, so it's kind of as a car guy, I appreciate the crossover of mm-hmm. aerospace and automotive technology. I'm trying in to most re- regards, but yeah, I'm trying to remember what car it was. It's some like concept car, or, like one-off car that was built, but it has a wing that has like a split in the middle. Okay. So like you can, as you're taking a turn, it like dynamically changes, so it puts more downforce on the uh, inside or the outside. So you're like kind of, it's like pulling it, you in to the turns. Uh-huh. I forget which what it is. I'll have to look that up, and we'll put it on the on the article. Yeah, I'll make definitely. Sure should bring that up. So. Maybe I should buy one of these monster race cars, and then uh, there you go. Put an active arrow deal on it. I think you should, because I can't imagine because hatchbacks for me hatchbacks with wings on them. If you're not racing them, they look dumb. Yeah, you know, um, this one doesn't look bad because I know you're going to be racing it, and it is a race car. It looks yeah. like a race car, yeah, exactly, and it is a race car. Yeah, so I mean, that's the only thing I I don't like hatchbacks that aren't race car ready and have like. This is something on. I wanted to talk about Uh-oh. at some point. Is what are your opinions on hatchbacks that are not hot? Because I just don't like them. So not hatches. Yeah, well, no, it's like just an actual hatchback, but just it, like a Subaru a- Impreza and not a WRX, just like regular old hatchback Impreza. Oh, dude, I'm so for them. Oh, I'm just not. It's just so boring. Are you serious? Slow it's, car fast. It's man. like it's Slow like car it's fast. like how I would never be caught dead in a Mercedes station wagon, but I would be caught dead <laughs> in an <laughs> AMG Mercedes <laughs> station wagon. Like it's like I don't want to yeah. drive a station. Literally, wagon. you would be pulled out of the wreck dead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where it's like, so it's like, I don't like station wagons, but I think the AMG is just hilarious enough that I think it's the coolest car on earth. I don't typically really like hatchbacks unless they're hot. So WRXs and, you know, you know, type R's and yeah, golfs and stuff. See, I'm for them. I think they're efficient. I think they're utilitarian. Um, It's kind of like a two wheel drive truck to me. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I get they're good for towing, uh-huh. but, like, other than that, it's just worthless. Like, it's like, who doesn't get four-wheel driving? Are you truck? kidding me? Because it's a, race truck, Mo. It's another, race truck. It's another serial killer incident. Yes. If you get a truck that doesn't have four-wheel drive, <laughs> you're a serial killer. Because <laughs> it's uh, just like... It's you the, get put on a government watch list it's an, when it's, you order it's, it. It's, yeah. there's a, there's, there, it's hard to incorrectly buy a vehicle and getting two-wheel drive on your truck is incorrect. There's only one it's, time. There's only one time. Like, that, maybe, like, the Ford Lightning is fine. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> RCSB F-150 yeah. with the V8. Right. Is acceptable. The only time is if you're doing drag strip racing, yeah. is to have the wheel wheels in the back be the only time to drive it. 
a but lot of still, drag cars are fast that are four wheel drive. drive. I yeah. understand because you get yeah. more you right. get more power, more power, baby. Yeah. But if you're building it right, the front end is lifting off the ground, so true. you don't need the extra weight. It's mm. true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, but there's just there's certain <laughs> configurations of cars that I'm just certain is only for serial killers. Yes, I agree. It's, it's two wheel drive trucks, not hot hot hatchbacks. What's <laughs> even worse is uh, two wheel drive crossovers. Yeah. That's also insane. Crossovers should be all-wheel drive, period. Always. Yeah. Period. That's the meaning but of it. people in Texas like them, so... Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't realize that Subaru actually makes all their vehicles in two-wheel drive. They just sell them in, like, the southern states. Because you just can't buy a two-wheel drive Subaru, and you can't buy a two-wheel drive truck in New England, where I'm from. Yeah. Like, you just can't find yeah, them. Yeah. Are yeah. they cheaper? Yeah. They're a little cheaper. But I, I didn't realize Subaru actually made two-wheel drive cars. I thought they were just all all-wheel drive, but they actually do make them, and they sell them just in the warm states that don't need it. Ooh, maybe that's where Baby Driver got that WRX then. No, they <laughs> bought a regular kidding. WRX and then <laughs> in some cases ruined it, in other cases made it better. Right. But we'll get to that because later this episode, we're going to talk about movie cars. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited too. Uh, I have also written a little bit about movie cars on ourcommunitynow.com, so if you are curious... Go check us out there. Um, this next piece of news I know will make both of you excited. So, Alex, I want you to take this one away. Yes. The 2020 Mercedes GLE is possibly the coolest and at yes. the same time dumbest SUV <laughs> ever created. And I want one in my life forever. Yeah, you got to get that 450, though. Yeah. yeah. It's specifically the GLE 450 because yeah. it's the only one that has the absolutely ludicrous expensive <laughs> and also totally worth it air suspension that the software team just went crazy on over at mercedes <laughs> they got a bounce mode they got a curve mode they got in between modes but um so the bounce mode is for off-road really only it only works under 10 miles an hour and you have to go into the off-road selected mode and then there's ways to say i want to go into bounce mode and the air suspension just bounces you up and down kind of like a low rider and it just tries to mitigate the nat the bouncing of off-roady so it like counteracts the bouncing but if you just do it on pavement you literally just bounce up and down <laughs> which is hilarious so how long until one of these is featured in a rap video i know like i mean it's like but i still want one yeah exactly like there's no way so cool. i would bounce mode everywhere <laughs> like i would purposely find streets that i have to go under 10 just to bounce mode <laughs> Become an Uber driver yeah, and uh, just bounce mode. Just bounce your uh, well passengers unsuspectingly. Yeah, be like, oh, what's going on with the car? It's, it's hilarious. And then they have curve mode, which is actually really cool. Which is the air suspension leans your car into turns like a motorcycle would, um, which is cool. Like it has three degrees of lean that it can do, which means it's like it literally has like one more degree of space before you're touching your fenders you're rubbing mm -hmm. which is sweet so like i definitely recommend listeners go and watch videos because it's like it's really impressive yeah that, and it's like dramatic like the curve mode especially oh, yeah. and then they have like the in-between modes where some of the stuff automatically happens but like the sports plus mode which i think is the mode everyone just will leave it in um has curve mode built in it's just not as dramatic yeah um it keeps you perfectly level so it's what it's doing is it's just 
eliminating any body roll because yeah. it's an SUV. And SUVs around corners typically body roll. And so the active suspension just fights the body roll and keeps you perfectly flat. And it's like, that's so sick. Oh, yeah. Mercedes, if you're listening, please give us a GLE yeah. because we want to do some videos with this and see if those modes actually translate to faster times around a track. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. if it's just like, I mean, it's it's the right amount of gimmicky, so I think they'll sell a billion of these, hopefully. Oh, or, sure. Or or at least in, you know, expensive well, car world, like 20 is, of them. Yeah, this is soccer mom all over this. <laughs> no, this is yes. this is soccer dad all over <laughs> it. Soccer mom <laughs> wouldn't buy a, a car with this stupid suspension. She, she doesn't care about this. It's $6,900 for the air suspension on this car. Worth it. Yeah, Worth absolutely. It. You'd be, once again, a serial killer yeah, yeah. if you don't get the air suspension. Which, in terms of Mercedes owners, that is less than a Rolex Submariner. So yeah. go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, I think they are they are doing an AMG version of this too, right? I hope so. Yes. They better. Dude, but the what, four, what would AMG's bounce mode be? Does it just <laughs> hop the whole car? Yeah, I don't know if they would even touch the suspension. Really, I think the suspension is kind of just gonna from them. just gonna I, give it more power. I think there's more power. More power because. You know, the 350 is lacking in power, but the 450 has 505 horsepower. Yeah, so, it's great. I mean, yeah. So but a 0 to 60 time in 5.5 seconds for the 450. It's a, it's a Mercedes, so. so I don't, unless AMG gets into it, I don't really care how fast it goes. It, I, if I'm buying a Mercedes, the only thing I care about is how nice of a drive it is. Yeah. yeah and how yeah, nice the interior is. Well, then that's the other thing is that I was going to talk about. The interior... I am. I don't know yet. It's a little futuristic it. It looking. Is, yeah, it's kind of Porsche take on territory. Yeah, it is of just like touchscreens and. Well, it still has it has some flip uh, buttons and and uh, uh, things for the uh, AC and all of those things, and then it's got our our favorite thing in the middle, the knob. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got the rectangular knob that you can draw on and move and all that stuff. okay i like an easy to use knob mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it performs easy well. to find knob yeah. i i like mercedes depends uh like there's their software and their system too because you can find everything pretty easily i feel like maybe it's just because i have one and it's really easy for me to find the systems and stuff but um you know i i find it really intuitive yeah. on where to go i I remember driving an early BMW, you know, in like 2006, 2008 BMW. And it was so hard because they, they were one of the first that started with all this. Oh, yeah. In, the iDrive. Yeah, the iDrive system. The beginning parts of the iDrive system were so hard and so convoluted. It's just really like it would take eight steps to just get to like change your light settings yeah, in, yeah. in the interior. So I think they've all, all car manufacturers have really improve that but i think mercedes is one of those up there it when also I, has the heads up display does it have a heads up display? i assume it does yeah it does okay everything that's over sixty thousand dollars pretty much offers a heads up display at this yeah. point yeah. other than well, like trucks even the mazda cx-9 that i drove a few weeks back had it yeah so it's just like just a nice coming to more common mm -hmm. it's they're pretty cool um yeah. i do have a bit of news oh to talk about and it's pretty wait you're not pregnant are you no i'm not oh Damn. um so <laughs> as many people might know quarter three just ended for the business world mm -hmm. and a lot of information ah. has been coming out about car sales and there's some mm -hmm. really big news in the truck world which is that ford is not on top 
Really? Yeah. They so Ford sold the most trucks, but they are down six percent from last year's quarter three. Um, so they still sold the most cars, but they growth wise are almost not. They're not in last place, but they're in like second to last place. Okay. Um, and GMC had almost a GMC and Chevy had like a 20% growth really from from last quarter to this quarter. Interesting. Yeah. This this year was, and they were only, they were only, uh, no, actually, no. If you do include, if you put Chevy and GMC together, they did actually outsell Ford this year, but that was their new model year, right? This is the yeah yeah, yeah. that's so of and course, it's that's really it. easy yeah. to explain which yeah. is that the Ford is old yeah. and no one wants to buy it yeah. except for the two hundred and odd some people who did buy it <laughs> well they probably are buying it now because yeah. it's probably cheaper and we're probably waiting to get deals yeah but yeah GMC and Chevy together outgrew and outsold by about ten thousand or is it the tailgate is it that stupid tailgate yeah. It could be no. Gimmicks work, but it's uh, and then Ram is second. Ram got to second place, um, just in general by uh, itself. Yeah, I think Rams are gonna like start being more and more popular. Yeah, we'll really see like. what Ford does. Ford's new F series will yeah. come out next year, and the rumor—I mean, it's not even really a rumor anymore. It's pretty much been confirmed that there will be a 12-inch touchscreen option, like the Ram has. So, do you guys feel that there's still brand loyalty as much? Oh yeah, in yeah. cars. It's oh, it's especially the truck world. I don't know how much it is in cars, mm-hmm. but I I know for a fact the truck world is people are like, I'm only ever going to drive a Ford. I'm only ever going to drive a Chevy or. A Ram. Well, yeah, and, and you like, used to always see those Ford trucks that were like they had the little cartoon guy that was yeah. peeing on. It's the, also just like the emblem of Chevy and it's <laughs> it's also just like a state by state thing that you see a lot, like in yeah New Hampshire where I'm from you only ever saw F-150s. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I hardly ever saw Rams and I hardly ever saw Chevys. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Colorado and I constantly see Rams yeah. and I hardly see Chevys and I sh- see F-1s, but yeah. not as bunch, but I see way more Rams here. So it's, it's definitely a state by state <coughs> thing as well, which is again, Texas is the F-150 state. It just, I mean like <coughs> 50% of F-150 sales are like from Texas. <laughs> Although yeah. Ram, or although uh, Walker Texas Ranger drove a Ram, yeah, perhaps he should have driven a Ford. Just kidding, that'd be boring. But that's just like really big news that Ford <laughs> is not in first place because they've been in first place with their F series right. for like a quarter of a century. <laughs> like the oh. last twenty five years, Ford has been first with truck sales, and so them dropping the ball, which I think they did. I think not getting their new F series out this year was a total blunder like it's like and they deserve what they're getting right now which is reduce sales <laughs> yeah because it's like with chevy cool. and ram both updating their line for 2019 and then now they're already going into their second year in 2020 and ford's still selling like the 2020 f-150 is still the old generation it's just like you totally dropped the ball there. Yeah. Like whoever yeah. made that decision at Ford should be fired. Like, <laughs> like how could you, first of all, 2020 is the most futuristic sounding date. Yeah, it is. It's true. That we'll get in a long time. So it's like, how could you possibly not upgrade your car for 2020 at least? So 2021 F series is, I think totally unacceptable from a sales point of view. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to come out with some bombshell. Well, there's for a, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Well, the big thing is that the I th- I think part of the 21, 2021 series for Ford 
F series is that they're going to be offering full electric versions. Oh. So that's going to be really interesting. Is that I think the plan is twenty twenty one. They're supposed to offer hybrid and full electric F series. Okay. Which will, you know, if they're good, we'll just take a steamy dump on a lot of this kind of sales figures. I think because Chevy and Ram don't seem like they're anywhere near doing. I don't even. Well, think the Ram I, has the e torque system. Yeah, but that's like such a mild, like temporary thing and that wasn't even for fuel mileage reasons that's just for towing reasons right it just helps you get off the line a little better yeah but i see i think you overestimate how much market share the electric f-150 will take i think it's it's, gonna be big no i think electric car sales mm. are like five percent of all car sales i think it's gonna be big especially if it's like it will only be big if it can live up to the yeah uh, like if it does power and if it does like if it does like 500 miles and oh well yeah can, which it should because it's an F like even an, an F one fifty with it's so big if that thing doesn't do at least five hundred miles electric they failed and it's gonna be just the, it's gonna have like twelve hundred thousand pounds of torque like it's just <laughs> gonna be ridiculous like it's like I mean they had that video of it pulling like the train cars so it's just like if it if it doesn't just have an insane amount of torque they're gonna fail but it's like F ones are already in, sell insanely well. And now offering an electric version, I think it's just like, I think it's going to crush Tesla. I think I just think once, once Ford and Fiat and all the other big American car companies start actually mass producing electric, I think Tesla's just going to be screwed. <laughs> like Tesla, yes. I think has just been skating by because they're really the only ones making a a nice electric car. I mean, there's tons of problems with them, Uh but when you put a Tesla, a brand new Tesla next to a brand new, whatever, like a vault or, um, or the other ones, they at least look nicer and appear nicer and they have better range and they have better batteries. So if like you ignore the fact that Tesla's break and you can't get them fixed, (laughs) they are technically a better electric car. There isn't a better electric car on the market currently. And it just goes to show that design matters. Yeah. You know, I don't know why car companies make, their electric cars or their eco-friendly cars look like they're robot eco- shit. Yeah, they, like they, you know, they, they make look, it look they pretty look eco-friendly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think I think once Tesla gets actual competition, I think they're going to have a pretty big problem because I th- I mean they are financially struggling already in a lot of cases, and they're doing that with zero competition essentially. <laughs> so it's like the second like Ford who can probably who's been mass producing cars for. 200 years longer than Tesla gets into electric or Fiat Chrysler or um, Chevy. Like once they, or Chevy already is in because they have the vault, but, and the vault's pretty successful. Or Porsche. Yeah. Or now Porsches, they're too <laughs> small scale and the car is too expensive. But once Ford puts out a $50,000 F1 50, that oh, does yeah. 500 miles on electric. Tesla's mm-hmm. Tesla's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> they're just screwed. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think the people that are buying Teslas are thinking about the. It's more practical. Concept. It's going to be more practical than a Tesla. There would be no reason to purchase a Tesla other than, like, unless you want to be in a rolling Apple store. No, no, I, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I don't know. Electric. I don't know about the electric truck market i think it's going to be slow to build i don't think it's going to be for the truck market i think uh, an f an f-150 all electric is going to be for i mean uh, it's been proven it's a proven fact americans like big cars and it's just been that teslas are so popular 
but they just don't offer a big car. Like their big, their biggest car is the Model X, right? But that's like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car. Yeah. So it's like already unobtainable. They're fixing it kind of with the Model Y, right? Which is just going to be their crossover that's <sighs> vaguely affordable. Um, but if if Ford can keep Excuse the price me. competitive with an F one fifty that has really good mileage, I think that's going to kill. Old, that's going to kill Model Three sales because I oh, think I think especially in America I think Americans, I mean it's been proven Americans would rather drive trucks yeah. than sedans. So if Ford can just make the F one series F one fifty competitive with the three series. Yeah, I think I think I think Tesla's going to go out of business. I think Porsche is already <laughs> yeah. taking the the top market. Yeah, away from yeah because I would Tesla. rather I would rather get the Porsche than the Model what X or whatever or the true. Or S Model S, Model I would S, way yeah. rather have yeah. the Porsche. Well, we are Porsche files here, so yeah. so. And then again, I would way rather have an electric F one than than the Model Three easily. Yeah, be the easiest, oh, yeah. that would be the easiest choice of my life. <laughs> I thought you were about to say a V eight. I was like, no. <gasps> Alex, no, Sacrilege. So we'll see. But I, I just thought this was an inter- interesting piece of news, and but it's easily explainable. That yeah. it's just Ford's truck is old, so people are buying the new. True. Although it's interesting that Chevy's doing so well because their new truck still feels old. So, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it feels like it's as nice as the current F1 series interior wise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's not good enough. I guess some people just want to drive a bow tie. But yeah. speaking of the F word, let's move on to automotive history because it is Ford related. On October 1st, 1908, the very first, or well, Ford Model T production begins. Um, that's kind of cool. I know we mentioned that a few episodes back, but if you go to the Henry Ford in Dearborn, Michigan, you can actually ride around the campus in a Model T. So that's pretty sweet. The uh, throttle is actually on the steering wheel, as is the timing advance. So they are an engaging driving experience, um, surprisingly comfortable and fun to uh, puts around in uh, one fun fact about the Model T is that when it was on the road and you had to go uphill, um, the fuel tank was actually located underneath the passengers uh, or underneath the front seat, um, and it was fed to the engine via gravity. Uh, that meant that when you were going up a steep hill <laughs> in a Model T, it would starve itself and the engine would cut out Uh, did you have to like manually pump it or something no 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 so what you actually had to do was go up in reverse so that the fuel the gravity fed fuel system would actually i'm pretty sure my idea is better than their idea (laughs) like just have a manual pump like Like a little bladder just like literally just like like, (laughs) hand pump just like (laughs) like like like, i'm pretty sure that's better than we gotta reverse up this hill (laughs) I, well, that's that's how people did it. So that's funny. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the Model T several times before on this podcast. We say the F word a lot. It's true. And Ford. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Ford and the Model T in general is just like they're the reason cars are what cars are now. Like they started the whole thing. So it, it's an immensely important car, the Model T, to just the human race and. And Ford just being the ones that pushed it, it's it's pretty um, immensely important company, especially to America. It's just like one of the most important companies in America. Not so much anymore because a lot just like technology in the world and the Internet kind of has taken away from the Industrial Revolution importance. 
but just from like an America starting and becoming a powerhouse mm-hmm. economically, Ford has just always been at the forefront of that. The car itself was important, but also I think it's more of the uh, techniques of building the, the car, the, building, more, yeah. the process of building the car, and the factory line and how it was yeah, all that, that stuff that was, was more important than the actual Model T. Although the Model T still to this day right. affects how things work. Like I was telling Jeff the other day that. Like it's something like eighty to ninety percent of car accidents that involve a pedestrian, it's dubbed the pedestrian's fault. Mm-hmm. And this comes back all the way. There are laws. The laws are very swung towards the car driver, um, and it's because of the days of the Model T and all the propaganda that all the car companies did. Um, because back in the Model T days, roads actually used to be walkable. Mm-hmm. Like it, there yeah. wasn't really sidewalks; right. it was just mm-hmm. road. And it was horse and carriage, and people shared that. But when the cars came out, like the Model T and really kind of the popularized cars came out, um, people didn't know how to drive them safely at all. And they're, like, significantly faster than a horse and carriage consistently. Um, So people were getting hit. And so instead of, like, you know, punishing the drivers, you know, Ford and all the other car companies came together and did a bunch of propaganda to – forced pedestrians off the street and made laws that like made it like really hard for yeah. or made it really easy to just always blame the pedestrian. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> it's just really interesting that laws like that are still in effect right. where it's like, like literally like 80% of accidents where a car hits a person, it always is dubbed the, the person's fault, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. <laughs> That you could blame the person who's just walking as opposed to the person driving a one-ton truck. (laughs) True. Yeah. But. but. Yeah. Well, no denying that the Ford Model T was a a monumental force in the history of the world. On October 2nd, 1959, the Chevrolet Corvair is introduced to the world. Mm. The unsafe at any speeds. Although that's (laughs) debatable. Right. Uh, that was popularized, obviously, by Ralph Nader, mm-hmm. who uh, many car enthusiasts will agree uh, had some good points, but wasn't uh, wasn't entirely uh, w- accurate in saying that. Although the Corvair uh, did have a rear engine design, which if you were traveling at a high speed and you took a corner, it did have a tendency to oversteer. Dramatically, sounds thus causing a one-car accident. Sounds like a fast American car. <laughs> exactly, goes around corners and crashes. It also That's sounds a, like a, sounds like an accurate description of American cars. <laughs> Corvair, it, it also had uh, the placement of the gas tank was the issue, right? No, that was the uh, Ford Pinto. Oh, that's a Ford Pinto. That's right. Yes, but the the rear engine design, uh, Chevrolet didn't really take enough care. In, in many people's opinion to um, balance it and stuff. Yeah, just to just to refine the uh, the high speed handling. Um, but if you look at photos of old Corvairs, they are fantastic to look at. Yeah, it's a good. And they car. were dramatically improved after 1964. So if you're looking for an affordable classic, I would not hesitate to buy one of those. Um, but they're yeah, they're cool. They were they were one of the first. Uh, cars to kind of adopt a European design. Mm. Um, obviously, the rear engine setup was uh, was quite a bit different than what Americans were used to. And then also the size, too. If you look at a Corvair compared to, say, a Chevelle or an Impala, uh, they're quite compact and um, 
and, and cool. I, I don't understand why they don't get uh, more love, but they should. Well, because of all the accidents that happened, that's the problem. Right, they right. got a bad name, so. Yeah. Was that the car? That's the car that started with the seatbelt thing, or is that where seatbelts, like wearing seatbelts became a, you have to. You know, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was a Corvair or another one, but I know Nader was involved in it. Oh, I'm sure he was. You're just like he didn't pick on the 911. (laughs) (laughs) For for the Widowmaker, for very much the same reason. The the historical Widowmaker. So, Graham, you should be thanking Chevrolet for coming out with the Corvair so that Ralph Nader did not demonize your beloved 911. Exactly. All There's right. a difference, though, with a Widowmaker being a Porsche and a Widowmaker <laughs> being a Chevy. Because a Porsche, you're just like, yeah, it's a fast sports car, sure. But then, like, a Chevy that's, like, a family car, you don't really want your family car to be a Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah, where, where you do want the yeah. – if the 911 isn't a Widowmaker, it's not a fun right, car. Right, because they marketed it to families. And like, yeah. Like, families is their so family it's car. Like, yeah, yeah, if you market a car to a family and it's a Widowmaker, that's, <laughs> that's unacceptable. Yeah, Porsche doesn't market the 911. Yeah, it's, it's almost completely different because if the Porsche doesn't try to kill you, it's a failure. And if the Chevy tries to kill you, then it is a failure. <laughs> so it's just you know, two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, let's move on to this next segment, which is generally what I'm driving now, but instead let's talk movie cars Yes, because I feel like movie cars are awesome and you all want to hear about them, hopefully, and we'll be less geeky about cars. Yeah, and we'll yeah. tell you ours and then if you guys, if audience members want to give us some of theirs they can give us some of theirs as well exactly yeah yeah just let us know on on facebook instagram uh, ourcommunitynow.com wherever you see us give us a shout and let us know what your favorite movie cars are all right so what's going first uh i'll go first um let's just go let's pick uh one of the things and then let's all go around and yeah yeah. so jeff asked us to pick a daily driver movie car that car we'd want a daily drive a car we'd want in a, an apocalypse scenario mm-hmm. and a car we'd want just like to race, whether it be drag or around a track or something. Um, so I think we should just start with, I want to do daily driver All right, let's and do my daily driver choice. I had two of them because you guys threw me one that I didn't think of. So my, <laughs> my, my original choice was the mystery machine oh, from cool. Scooby-Doo, nice. which I think is just a hilarious, would just be a hilarious car right. to drive every day. Um, it's pretty I've much seen- the only acceptable way to daily drive a van and not look like once again the serial killer yeah <laughs> or, or, or kidnapper i've Although, seen one of those vans painted yeah. uh, like a mystery van and it was like a taco truck yeah yeah so having the mystery so machine would be sweet but that was like my joke daily driver mm-hmm. my actual daily driver which you guys brought up was john wick's 69 mm-hmm. mach 1 mustang mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. such a sweet car and that movie does such a good job of making it look good like the sound they do with the v8 yeah and it's like so prevalent it was like mm-hmm. a commercial like if they just cut out the part where he drove that in the movie that was just a ford commercial yes. <laughs> like it was just because like <laughs> no wonder you love that movie. yeah i love that movie but like literally like especially when he's like ripping it around the airport yeah and it's like you clearly can tell they've edited the sound to just make the v8 so freaking loud that it was just like oh the car's but so then cool doesn't he get a chevy yeah, they because they steal his car yeah. in the movie, and, they, and that's get, like half the plot of the movie. Is, Chevelle or Camaro? Uh, it was a Camaro, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the Camaro is pretty good too. Yeah, like but oh god, that Mustang is just so sweet. Yeah. Um, how about you, Graham? All What's right. your daily driver? My daily driver, of course. We've already been talking about my love of Porsche, uh, but it is from the movie Bad Boys, nineteen ninety four. The Porsche 911 964 Turbo 3.6. As long as it's not in the silver that they had it in, I'm all about it. I think my color would be... um, uh, Jeff showed me this awesome picture of a Singer 911. It's like a baby blue, but not too baby blue. I like a a sky blue. Yeah, sky blue. That would be perfect. Or I I love black cars, so I'd always go saw I saw a black 718 this morning. Actually, the correct way to... it's not Black is understating what happened to this Porsche. They murdered it out, would be the term. All all insanely, probably illegally tinted windows. (laughs) Black rims. Mm. Headlights fog and rear lights smoked out it was it was pretty mean looking i mean i really don't like murdered out cars yeah. but it was it was pretty good looking i think a classic like 911 in matte black would just be uh that's my favorite i always like the idea of matte black and i like the look of it i told yeah. jeff when i drove across the country on the back of a truck there was a matte black r8 that yeah. was just like so sick. Yeah. <laughs> so sick. I think matte black with <laughs> a little bit of maybe some shine somewhere, maybe in the wheels or like a yeah. highlight or something like that. But yeah, so that's that 911 964 turbo 3.6 liter. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff? I'm going to have to go with Kit from Knight Rider. Ooh, that's your daily what, driver. What huh? is Kit from Knight Rider? Uh, Trans Am. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure. That's a sweet car. Yeah. So, but it, you it like just, the idea that Kit would help you do all these things. Is it actual yeah. Kit? Like you like, or is it just a reproduction of Kit? Like, are we like, are we going to say if you pick a fantasy car, yeah, it gets no. all fantasy yes, abilities? It gets all fantasy abilities. Um, yeah. Yes, it gets all fantasy okay. abilities. That's why he picked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. So, what so would, what's your? I would pick Kit or Bond's Aston DB5 just so I could have. More trinkets than a Mercedes. It's GLE. true. Picking a Bond car with all the fantasy stuff. Yeah, like oh, like yeah. I would love the Aston Martin uh, Vanish from Bond. Yeah. Or their Vantage the, because it goes invisible. <laughs> the DB12 oh. or the DB10 from uh, Casino Royale too. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. I take that it one. Back. Actually, is the least fantasy car ever. Yeah, all they had was fantasy, a, it yes. had a, just a pop out drawer with his gun. Yes, yeah. I know it's the least fantasy one, but it's still. It was one of the more realistic Bond cars yes. they've made in a, quite a while because right. some of those Bond cars are real wacky. Yes, true. Like the submarine one, the Lotus. Uh, uh, I was gonna get uh, to yes. that. Yeah. That's or, gonna ooh, be my I next would one. Like, I would like the Beamer from bond that he drove with his cell phone that was pretty cool mm. i don't really want the bmw right because yeah. <laughs> of all the bomb cars yeah just really, like the, really the wackiest the wackiest bond car ever is when they put a bmw in and tried to get it past us yeah <laughs> i was like it's fine it's Jevin. that's obviously product placement yeah no it was really. just an obvious uh failure of them to have aston martin give them a car because they didn't give them enough money <laughs> <laughs> they didn't switch to bmw because they wanted to it was just a sloppy second. It was just yeah, it was just a money thing. Yeah. That either BMW paid them more or Aston asked for too much or something and they right. were just like fuck you guys. And then okay. All right. What's our next one? Uh so that was a daily driver. Yeah. The next category is pick one to survive the apocalypse. All right. In my choice, I have two choices again. 
Um, my first choice what would is be. This? You told me to pick one. I know, but then I section. kept thinking, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have like one or two. Okay. Get over it. Uh, so my like kind of fantasy vehicle would be the Tumbler from the Dark Knight, the Batmobile. Great car. Because that thing's just it. sweet. Yeah. And it's just you would just you could just drive through hordes of zombies with that car, no problem. Plus, plus it was a motorcycle too. So yes, that would, it can become a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And then my more realistic choice would be a police spec charger with the V8 Hemi that mm. is all wheel drive. Because <laughs> so like you, their inspector or what do they call it? Interceptor. Yeah, model? it's an interceptor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the police interceptor, which also, by the way, great name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know whoever named that. Great choice. Yeah. Uh, but that's just a sweet car. It's just like a car I wish they put to the public. Like make an all wheel drive V8. Uh, charger that we can buy. I think you can technically buy this. You probably just have to go through a lot of hoops. Yeah. And, well, and means, then make they already make an all-wheel drive Challenger. Just put the fucking V8 in it. <laughs> like uh, you can get a V6 all-wheel drive, but they won't give you the V8. And it's just like, oh my god. So uh, Cadillac, Cadillac is really good at this, and so is like BMW. Now they do all these like super vehicles that have like super high like bulletproof glass and yeah. bulletproof stuff, and like under like bulletproof underneath and bombing stuff but you have to like be vetted and it takes like eight months or something mm-hmm. like that to be vetted and make sure yeah. that like all those things so yeah I to make like, sure you've never owned a wingless sti uh i would uh, <laughs> yes exactly, yeah, exactly. I, if you're in it on any of those list of cars yeah but i mean there's just i don't know i love high horsepower cars that you can daily drive mm. and it's just like but that's not, you can't daily drive the hellcat because you would just but you're you, talking about you apocalypse cars now, right? Die. Yeah, but just in general. But, but you're but daily in, driving in, an apocalypse. Yeah, car. but I'm not gonna pick a Hellcat as my apocalypse yeah, car. That'd yeah. be a terrible car yeah. to pick. It yeah. gets like three miles to the gallon, exactly. <laughs> and it's real wheel drive, and it's a boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be terrible. All right, G. What are you thinking for your apocalypse All car? Right. My apocalypse car is the Green Hornet. The strange thing is, is the that 1965 Chrysler and. Imp- Imperial crown. Yeah. That that I almost put the Green Hornet on my daily driver. Right. Yeah, which was I thought was funny. I was like, oh, that's funny that we had the same thought. I mean it's a sweet car. It's a sweet car and it has a bunch of artillery. Do you know what its name is? It has a name. Uh, The Black Beauty. The Black Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Better than Eleanor. Well, it has a yeah, it has thirty caliber machine guns and flamethrowers. Yeah, that would just be a pretty no brainer. Like you just get the fantasy card that's armed. I mean, I guess mine was the Batmobile that was armed. So And it has a bunch of other things to it. So um I was trying to stay away from like you know, death proof and like Mad Max cars too. Oh it's, yeah. It's so, too obvious. Cause those are way too obvious. Cause they're already set in an apocalypse world. Also, so. none of those are actually good apocalypse cars. They're just the cars that they had in an apocalypse. Right. Right. Like, right. Mad Max's was like a Mustang. Yeah. It's a terrible. Apocalypse no, it was a, I was a, it was as uh, a Falcon. Oh, it's a Ford, it was a Falcon. Ford Falcon. Yeah. yeah. So oh, kind nice. of like That's a, not even on my even, realm of yeah, list yeah. of cars. I would want in an apocalypse. But I did have my. I will talk about my runner. up Really, you just want like a Prius? No, for the gas mileage. Uh, I mean, gas mileage, uh. yeah. But if you can, if you can store some gas, you'll you'll be fine. Um, I want to just talk about my runner up. My runner up would be uh, the crawlers from Armageddon when they go onto the yeah. the asteroid mm-hmm. yeah. to then dig. their moon buggies. Yeah, their moon buggies. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's weaponized. 
and it could probably last quite a bit. You could just romp the crap out. Although it is a moon buggy, yeah. and those things aren't are meant to be good on like low gravity. It's like, not going to be fast at all. Not yeah. well. It's going to be slow shit, yeah. and it's probably not as well built as you think because it's just like they have to be super lightweight. Yeah. So they don't. It's not like steel construction. It's like all aluminum. So like. Things that's are just, why, you're going to like hit a bump and it's going to break. That's why it's a runner up and you would have to obviously <laughs> yeah. put some more. But that'd be a sweet car. Plus that like can take like six people. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like, that's a creative choice. Yes. I like it. How about you, Jeff? Yeah. I'm thinking, well, the obvious choice is uh, Transformers like Bumblebee. Right. But I'm going to. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was thinking just actual car. I didn't even, didn't even cross my mind <laughs> to go Transformer. I know, right? Of course I would pick Optimus Prime. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. Yeah. But since that's not really fair, I want to go with the Bond Lotus Esprit mm. for a few reasons. You're a monster. I know. Well, who picks a Bond car that's not an Aston? You're, hey, you're, you're least, treading the BMW. At vibe. least it's British. <laughs> True. Because for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm going to look damn good driving that mm. thing around. Mm-hmm. Number two... If this is your apocalypse. Your apocalypse yes. car. Yes, is the Lotus <laughs> number two. The car that's just the, the car company that historically can't keep them on the road. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the least practical choice out of all of us. <laughs> number two, it has Bond gadgets. Uh, yeah. It does. Number three, it can go underwater. Yeah, which is, is badass. Yeah, it's the subcar. And here's the thing: you that guys are all really forgetting. Useful. That would be the, situation. I think that's the yeah. you could just, you could, you could just drive straight into the water. <laughs> exactly. And here's the thing, you guys. like water? No, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Water is safe from yes. zombies. Here's the thing you guys are all forgetting about the apocalypse. It's going to be pandemonium, mm-hmm. meaning there are going to be no traffic laws. Mm-hmm. Meaning wide open, yeah, that's curvy what... stretches of mountain roads that I can just go flat out on until my Lotus breaks that's and I'm what... stranded in the middle of nowhere yeah. and I have to call one of you guys. After your first bad pass. <laughs> that's why I picked the Tumblr and the police interceptor because the Tumblr jumps. That's like the coolest yeah. part of the Batmobile yeah. is that that one can jump. Well, and you can go and ride a motorcycle if you need yeah, to. Yeah, plus I can just break the motorcycle. Out. <laughs> yeah. And then the police interceptor is just a realistic yeah. car. Like, it's yeah. just going to run through True. shit. Okay, yeah. can I actually talk about one of my other follow-ups? Yeah, go for it. Or runner-ups for that is I was thinking the 1974 Dodge Monaco police cruiser from the blues brothers yeah. because that car's indestructible also just like <laughs> i think uh, yeah, the correct i think the correct realistic answer is just a police cruiser like if you can just like find a police cruiser when the apocalypse is happening you have a better chance of living because they're yeah like graham said they're bulletproof mm-hmm. they're bomb proof in a lot of cases um if you steal one, there's a good chance that it has weapons in it already. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so you'll, it's going to have body armor in it. I'm sure sirens are going to be useful in some case. I do like his idea of going out and like getting a submarine so you can get away from. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, submarine. I, I mean, the correct answer is transformer. Yes. That is just like, if you could have one right. car in the apocalypse, it would just be Optimus prime. <laughs> yeah, a car that actually fights the zombies yeah. for you. Or yeah. like, or would you yeah. want a flying transformer? Cause that would be pretty fucking useful yeah. too. Like just like star mm. I mean, he's a dick, yeah. but <laughs> you get the personality of the robot too, though. So you yeah, have to choose I, wisely. You're stuck. I, with, <laughs> you're stuck with Optimus Prime. I and I, he's a joy kill. <laughs> he's a he's the responsible dad yes. of the Transformer world. So would uh, you would you rather pick like Starscream, who's an asshole, but he's like an F twenty two? I think I'll just take the Lotus. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, what's our last? Okay, the last question is one car to race. Yeah. Which car, which movie car are you going to race? I picked the Mach 5 from Speed Racer because it's just yes. a wicked wacky car. And I also want the child and monkey in the back of my car <laughs> causing chaos. That's one of the requirements. <laughs> They'll just be there. Um, but yeah, it's just a great, it's just a fun car. It's a classic car. Like the steering wheel where he has all the buttons on it. It's just, just like so classic. I watched Speed Racer when I was a kid. So oh, yeah. I love Speed that. Speed Racer is excellent. And then I was telling them earlier, I was like, I don't know if you guys have seen the most recent Speed Racer movie from like uh-uh. 2008. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. Like it's like, didn't make any money. It was made by the Wachowski sisters, brothers. <laughs> we don't <laughs> have to get into that. Yeah. yeah. But the Wachowskis made it. You know, the guys who made The Matrix, people who made The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the great movie Cloud Atlas. But yeah, we can talk about that later. crazy movie. <laughs> no, did they, they didn't make Cloud Atlas. Yeah, they did. No, they were Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. Were they also Cloud Atlas? Cloud Atlas was a confusingly good movie. Jupiter Ascending was so close to being a good movie, but just wasn't. Um, but yeah, I highly um, recommend going and watching... I think it was a 2008 Speed Racer movie because it's like, especially the visuals and the racing is awesome. And I mean, it's still Speed Racer, so it's pretty childish. So it's not like the best plot, but it's just like, like when they're actually racing, it's yeah. like, like really incredible visuals. It's the visuals nice. you expect from the Wachowskis. It is the Wachowskis. Uh, they did Cloud they Atlas. Did, they did Cloud Atlas with one other guy. I can't even. They just like tweakers. They're all over that. the place with movies. Like sometimes they make the Matrix, and then sometimes they make the second Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to. They're, they're just like later about that. There's there's a, a there's a a podcast I watch where they've talked about the Wachowskis and how they just like. They're just like the things they think of are just so different than the rest of the planet. And uh-huh. it's like the matrix, the reason the second matrix and the third matrix just didn't do well. And people don't like them typically is because the things that they're talking about in those movies are just so far ahead of like how our brains want to handle stuff. And it's just like, so it made sense to the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. but it's like so philosophically and just like, like future prediction like uh, it's also, it kind of like the matrix stuff kind of gets to 1984 like if you go back yeah, and watch the second yeah. and third one it starts like you're like oh my god all the shit that we all thought was really stupid in the 90s is like it's happening yeah <laughs> but also i think the second one the problem was they went a little too technology like it's just crazy on it. they like, just went off the rails yeah. like if you think about it a lot of it was about computer programming and all that stuff yeah. so if you had some basic knowledge like that was like really interesting yeah. to you and then, cloud, and then they brought all yeah and then trying psychology. to keep track of cloud atlas oh, that's just that so movie crazy. you have to watch the movie 20 times yeah. to get any of the plots yeah. so that movie's just hurts your brain yeah definitely all right. all right graham what movie car are you going to race uh what movie car am i going to race well the debate came up on what type of race this is so i was thinking that this is going to be like a track race or like a race across, you know, a long distance. Like not a grand like, tour. Not like a like not the cannonball. Like a, yeah, not like cannonball a cannonball run. Yeah, not like a quarter mile. So um, mine would be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Oh. Because I would just go to <laughs> 85 miles per hour, and then I would just skip to head and just be at the finish just line. It's just a straight um, cheating answer. Now, I respect it because that's a great yeah, card. Yeah. In the back, and, and a great and, answer. And, and Plus it flies. And you, could, you, could right. just, you could just go to hover mode and yeah. win every race. <laughs> But it's just an iconic movie car, Although and I had to put it somewhere. it is it nuclear-powered, which is probably not a car you want to be associated with, 
Because it's like th- Marty McFly and Doc definitely both have radiation poisoning. <laughs> well, yeah. Like that car is definitely not safe to be in. But it, at the isn't it, isn't it the second to the third movie? Don't they just use like trash to? Like, yeah, he yeah. reconverts it yeah. to trash. Yeah, yeah. Because he couldn't maintain the plutonium right. or something. Yeah. Which, first of all, everyone right now after our podcast in needs to go look up the, the plot of Back to the Future One because it is. <laughs> The most insane plot yes. ever written, and I have no one, no one in, on the planet understands how this got greenlit. Like, thank God it did. Uh-huh. But like, if you just read the plot, like just just read it, it's just like Doc creates a time machine by stealing plutonium from Syrian terrorists who want to make have him build a nuclear bomb, <laughs> which is like why in the movie he gets killed by Middle Eastern people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and then Marty has to go back and stop it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just like the craziest like, doc doc convinces Syrian terrorists that he'll build a nuclear bomb. If yeah. they give him their stolen plutonium, yeah. it's just like, what is happening? Uh-huh. And like Marty makes out with his mom. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's yeah. just like, what is this movie? That part, I'm just like, what? Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> um, I mean, she was, I'm, she was a smoke show, but, but it's still my weird. real runner up is more of a like dream car for me and that would be the car from fuels bueller's day oh, the 1961 from damn GT you 250 that's oh. the car i was gonna pick it's that's such a, a good beautiful one. car it is unbelievably like dr- i just it's i don't a pretty know car. that's yeah. one car that i would just love to just like admire look at I might not even drive. Well, that's it. like the whole plot of the but. Furious Bueller one is that his dad never drives it. It's <laughs> yeah. just sitting in his house, oh, yeah. and then they destroy it. Yeah. but it's such a beautiful car. Oh, it, is a pre- car. it is a pretty. It car. It gives yeah. you chills just like looking at it. Yeah. yeah, let alone hearing that, hearing the engine and then driving it. I yeah. can't imagine when they take it's it just out. A, and like, it's just a great movie too. Yeah, when the when the um, valets take it out and like are just driving it, and they're like, you see that one scene where you're just flying over a little bump and you just hear that engine oh it's a great one sorry jeff well you just stole my thunder that was totally it's totally fine to have the same one but jeff can you come up with a different one oh yeah there's tons i mean i could reference some and uh let me just say the uh the charger from fast and the furious oh jeff you ruined it i was just i was gonna say i was gonna say how proud i am that none of us picked a fast and furious car and you ruined it i was i was gonna the first first one the first charger and the from the first movie yeah Yeah. i believe it's a 68 yeah yeah because that's Uh, that's like that's like the fast and furious thing is that vin diesel's always in a charger it's like one of those like fast and furious things yeah like every single movie vin diesel drives a charger of some year I would also take that Supra, the 1994 Supra. That yeah, I would take the Supra too. The yeah. Supra's so I, I would not. Oh, that's Supra. I, I love like full-on kind of like the street race Japanese look. Flamboyant yeah. body yeah, kits, huge insane. wings, yeah, underglow. I love, I love that look. Yeah, the underglow, it's great. Oh, man. That's why that series succeeds. I mean, they don't do that anymore really <laughs> but because now they're like, crashing submarines and shit which is it's just gone way off it's not even right. there were no rails anywhere near this movie the only other one that, that i do want to mention is the italian job all the mini yes. coopers oh, the those mini job. coopers are pretty dope oh, they're yeah. like driving through the small european cities and like yeah that 
So old Mini Coopers are sweet. Yeah. I even like the newer Italian job with Marky Marky Mark. Marky Mark, mm. yeah. Like those are those are just regular minis, yeah. but th- they still are sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Still a Mini Cooper S. Oh, there's tons of tons of great movie cars out there. Lest us not forget Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. So I'd race still a Trans Am. I mean, you got like you know, you know, a good daily driver would be you know Steve McQueen's bullet. Ah, oh, the like, 68. Uh, yeah, which thing fast. I think uh, which four degrees, and so they remade the bullet. You can yeah. buy a bullet now. Right. They have the new Mustang and bullet style, nice. which is a cool car. It's, that it's weird. It's kind of weirdly specced because, like, realistically, the better car to buy is the GT because it's cheaper and it actually has some nicer features that they like took out of the bullet. So I think that's just like a weird choice on Ford's part. Like yeah. the bullet should just be the best. Of the non Shelby Mustangs, but it's like in this weird, like it's better in some places than the GT and it's worse in others. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> Just make it better. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's only like $5,000 more than a GT. Okay. Which is, but that green they put on it. Worth oh, it. It's so nice. And it's like got nice leather on the inside. Definitely. It's nice. Well, boys, we should continue the movie talk another time. Yeah. Let's move on to grievances. Graham, I know you have one. Yeah, I'm pulling up my picture just to <laughs> just to induce vomiting. And I already kind of said my grievance, which is my grievance is not hot hatchbacks. It's just like yeah. it's not Why? cool. I just don't like them. Yeah, like it's just like it's, there's nothing exciting about them. It's just like I don't know. It's kind of like my Subaru Legacy that I own. It's just the most boring car on earth. I, I've shown this to Jeff. I don't think I've shown this to you yet, Alex, but. Look at this ad that Toyota put out for their new Tacoma. Tundra. It's, uh, it's is, the, it, is it the Tundra? This is a, you showed me that this is the 2019 Tacoma. Oh, uh, Tacoma. Yes. It is literally the ugliest ad I've ever seen in my entire life. What, just the, in their tagline, strength and comfort combined to power your play? Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then it's an interior from like, the weird thing is that this says Tacoma, but I am almost positive that it is, is that is the Tundra interior. They is it really? Are yeah, so it's so bad. The, it's, the, it's horrible. I'm almost certain that that's the Tundra interior because of um, the steering wheel. Yeah. It's from the Tundra. Let me see. And it's the new Tundra, t- uh, the new uh, Tacoma. Yeah. Too, right. Anyways, Toyota, if you're listening, anyone know to any Toyota representatives, um, we would love to actually spruce up your marketing. Yeah, we can fix and that. we can fix that. Um, it might actually be the Tacoma. It is. It, it says is. Tacoma on the glove box. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is the Tacoma. It, it just it just shares the same steering wheel as the Tundra. Again, it shows the interior only. There's not any other images. Which is, by the like, way hands down the worst part about <laughs> the Tacoma exactly. is the embarrassing like, interior. It's not that bad. No, it's, are... it's fine, but it's not fine when you put it up against the same trucks. Although honestly in the same trucks in the class. Oh dude, like, it's better than a Ranger. It's better than a Colorado. No, The Ranger interior is nicer. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. It's definitely better than the Colorado. The Colorado just feels old. Like it feels yeah. so old. It just, um, yeah. It's it better just... than a frontier. The every, every walking is better than a frontier. <laughs> so, so, okay, that's not okay. true. So, and, then, and then it's like the Gladiator is actually just the nicest. Like interior wise, I think it's just the nicest. We Definitely probably the should do an yeah. interior. That, also, just also Fiat Chrysler's eight inch touchscreen is just so much better than everyone else's. Yeah. What they're doing, it's better than like what you get in Porsches and Lamborghinis. Like Lamborghinis, it just works. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like the it's just like Fiat Chrysler just freaking nailed that touchscreen, and it's like everyone's playing catch up now, which is funny. It's it's great to see 
kind of a company that doesn't make $100,000 cars. They're just kicking the crap out of people. But if you know a Toyota USA representative, get in contact with us. I will stop talking bad about Toyota. (laughs) I will start talking positive about Toyota. Um, But the ad itself is just horrible. And, like, I don't know how they're going to sell. Like, why are they selling vehicles from the interior specs? Like, what I would think is you want to see the truck and then i think they've motion or like yeah. on a like i think they've done a, doing something yeah especially with that tagline yeah. the tagline is weird where yeah. they're like talking about like Strength powering your play yeah. and then it's just a shot of the interior like why is there just not a picture of a tacoma like at a 45 degree angle rock right. crawling right. On, yeah, the, exactly. on the rubicon trail or something yes. like what is yeah it's a total miss yeah that adds a total miss i was reading through some of the comments they're all pretty uh I can't really say I'm on here, but they're pretty funny. Yeah. About <laughs> how funny they are. Well, is. Toyota is just so out of date. Like they really are a company from like the eighties and they just haven't grown up and they've, they're definitely trying. I think again, making all the TRD pro mm-hmm. trim available across a lot of their cars, I think is a sign of them waking up. I think yeah. really taking a hard look at the infotainment system and, Finally bringing in Android Auto and Apple CarPlay yep. for the 2020s is a big step in Toyota's world. Yep. So I think they're I think they're coming. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, Toyotas just work. And that's just like a really comforting thing when you're buying yeah. a car. Like this car is just going to run. And if it breaks, it's like going to be like $5 to fix. <laughs> hey, you say they're, they're way behind that they're in the 80s, but they're still the largest car company in they the just, world for sell, a reason. They sell so, so many cars. The Tacoma is still actually... The another interesting quarter three story is that the Tacoma got outsold in Canada specifically. Okay. Um, the Ranger and the Gladiator outsold mm. the Tacoma. I think in Canada was what I read, which well, is that's I mean, insane. again, it's the same thing with the floor. It's, it's like just the new versus the old. It's yeah. new versus yeah. old. So um, I don't know what Tacoma's going to do to fix like the old part. Like it's one of the things people love about the Tacoma, and it's why it has mm-hmm. such a right. high resale value. Right. Um, but it's like, it also just sucks. Like they definitely need to p- replace the automatic transition or <laughs> transmission. Like that should just be like an yeah. eight speed or whatever. Yeah. I think they have a higher, I think they do too. Yeah. I think mm. in some of their cars, they have like an eight speed or a nine speed or something. So the Tacoma needs that, especially because mm-hmm. when you get more of those gears, it actually gets better crawl ratios. So it would just make it better off. Right. right. So yep. the Tacoma needs a better automatic gearbox. They need to do something to the engine. Cause it's just, it's bulletproof, but it's just boring. Like yeah. it's, it's not, it's low on horsepower, it's low on torque. And it's just like, just do something like anything. It doesn't have to be a V8. Just like do something to it. Shout yeah. out to all the Tacoma lovers out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, or as Martin calls our podcast, the <laughs> hate on Tacoma yeah. podcast. I love the Tacoma. But I do too. It's, it's still, it, other than the Gladiator, it's, it's my choice right. of midsize trucks, especially cause it's still, the only other one that offers manual, which is great. Jeff, do you have any grievances? Uh, you know, n- nothing out of the ordinary today. Mm. I'm actually pretty happy this week. Mm. Do you want to boiled your blood? No, not really. Nothing. No, I mean, I uh, just uh, not too much. I've been listening to the Donut Podcast, and they're mm. talking about Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. and uh, not that it boils my blood, but I, it's making me love Ferrari even more because Enzo was such the opposite of a bean counter yeah, <laughs> and such a terrible 
business, business person. Mm-hmm. Well, not terrible business, but didn't put business first. It makes me love him even more. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite end, just kind of uh, poo-poo on companies who put bean counting before cars for cars. Right. I don't think they do that now, though. But I'm not going to talk but about anyway. that. Yeah, I think well, we wrap it up. more of that on next time. We got to wrap things up. Well, guys, thanks for joining me. I want to say thanks to Josh, even though he is out sick today. Feel better soon, Josh. And uh, as always, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles for allowing us to get behind the wheel of some of their cars. OurCommunityNow.com, where you can read more about our thoughts on cars, culture, food, and more for making this all possible. Want to hear more? Feel free to tailgate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, OCN. I'm your host, Jeff Herbert. Thanks for listening to another gasoline-soaked episode of OCN Drives. This has been OCN Drives with Jeffrey Herbert. OCN Drives has been brought to you by OurCommunityNow.com. Our Community Now, the website that shows you everything going on in your community right now.